boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Clutch Conversations. It's your boy Mike back at you one more again on a Thursday night. How y'all feeling? How y'all living? Man, been looking forward to this all week, man. I hope y'all ready for this because I know I am. But before we get to the guests, first and foremost, shout out to my lovely wife, Takara, for helping us out behind the scenes, controlling the comments, keeping us organized, keeping us on pace. So I really appreciate that. Uh, for those of you in the chat, make sure you hit that like button. If it's your first time in the chat, hit that subscribe button. And everybody, make sure you hit that notification bell so you can get a notification anytime we drop these videos. Shout out to all the folks who come through later and listen to the replay. And also note that the audio recordings for Clutch Conversations are now available on all major podcasting platforms. So go check us out wherever you listen to your podcast. And please follow, rate, review, leave us a comment it really helps us out really appreciate the support speaking of the support make sure you support us arc and us art florida the link for both of those organizations are in the description of this video uh, uh we need memberships we need donations so tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend if you're involved in this hobby in any shape form or fashion definitely make sure you support those organizations uh helping protect our rights as keepers shout out out to everybody all the early birds in the chat i want to get to you and give you a shout out before we bring our guest on so i'm gonna go through and holler at you zach bro what's good bro elbow cough <laughs> thanks for coming out bro constrict the connection thanks for coming out fam we got bomb city balls kenny thanks for coming out bro who else we got brian 352 heathen hatchery thanks for coming out we got to get you on the show bro i'm gonna hit you up Karshe, thanks for coming out. Jay, what's good? Thanks for coming out. The homie Kent, what's good? Craft Brew Morphology, thanks for coming out. Holly, what's good? Thank you for coming out. Ray, what's good? Thanks for coming out. So I apologize if the audio is choppy, man. I was just talking to them backstage. I see uh some comments about the audio being choppy. I'm not quite sure what's going on with the audio, man. It's it's really frustrating me to be quite honest. Like we done ran test after test after test, and when we try to replicate the error, um, it's not coming back. Um, upgraded the internet. We wired into the internet, checked all the connections, we rearranged some connections, and it's still giving us issues. Uh, like I said, man, we ran test after test after test couldn't get the error to pop back up but when we go live for the show it's messing up so it's real frustrating man i'm we're definitely working on it uh i'm gonna mess up the name but ruiz denava deneva thank you for coming out good morning where you at drop in the comments where you at because it's nighttime here jay what's up what's up who else we got Darlene, what's good? What's good? I'm seeing a lot of first timers in the chat. Y'all make sure y'all hit that subscribe button. Really appreciate it. Alvaro, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Clover's Reptiles. Jeremy, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Man, y'all make sure y'all go check out the episode of Clutch Conversations with uh Boz Exotic Reptiles, man. They had me dying laughing, man. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. Elegant Anomaly, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out, fam. Got the guest showing love in the chat. Jamie Cadow. I apologize if I said that wrong, but thanks for coming out. I believe this is the first time I saw you in the chat, so definitely hit that subscribe button. Really appreciate it. 
got Wayne and Alice from Serpent Time. Thanks for coming out. We got Flaming Morphs. Thanks for coming out. Sloan Morphs. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate everybody coming out. So I'm going to stop it right there so we can bring the guests out. So without further ado, we got Will and Audra from Flawless Exotic Creations. Welcome to the show. How y'all doing? Hi. What's going on, guys? Yeah. <laughs> so how's it sound to y'all? Can y'all hear it? Does it sound choppy to y'all? How's it, it sound was, to y'all? It was weird. It's, it's clear now. At the very beginning, it was it was real choppy, like you we were talking about behind, you know, the scene. A little but crackling. it cleared up. Mm -hmm. It didn't take very long to clear up either. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know what's up with that, but I'm glad it's clear now. That's what, how, So how y'all feeling? Feeling great. Yeah. Feeling great. Feeling amazing. <laughs> so real quick, uh, Introduce yourselves, tell everybody about what you do. You go first, babe. Well, I'm Audra. This is Will. We're Flawless Exotic Creations. Um, we're out of Spartanburg, South Carolina. Um, or at least uh, we transplanted here. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm originally from North Carolina, and he's from Jersey. Yeah. So it's like, uh, what, North meets South? <laughs> Definitely. What a boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but other than that, I mean, we started out in geckos uh, six years ago. We got flawless crested geckos. And right. then I guess, what, a little over a year ago now? Yeah, it's about 13 months we've been into the ball pythons yeah. now. After mm, him dragging me, kicking and screaming. Yeah, she had a heavy fear of uh, a horrible fear of snakes. So she's uh, definitely overcome that fear. Listen, I had a bad experience. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. I had a bad experience. So you really had a bad experience with snakes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely bad. have to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> but, yeah. And so, so where you said you're from, Will? I'm from North New Jersey. Um, so up there, you know, Keys Constrictors, actually, he's from up there as well. Uh, and Antoine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we all yeah, from North. Yeah, yeah. I think they went to the same high school, if I'm not mistaken. I think they did. Something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was in a, a much, much horrible situation up there as far as uh, schools uh, goes, but um, much different world coming down here, coming down to the South um, mm -hmm. than I expected. Um, but I'm very happy I did. I'm thankful I did. I wish I would have came down sooner. He knew, all, he heard all the horror stories about the South. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, my grandparents <laughs> what are- What horror stories you heard? Well, my, my grandparents are from the South. Um, mm -hmm. And and they passed away, but um, you know they were pretty much my role models and my parent figures uh, growing up. So when they relocated up north, I mean they were probably in their I guess eighties, you know, if they were still alive now. And uh, so they had to come up through segregation, segregation. Gotcha. You know, all the prohibition and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So you, I couldn't even get my grandparents to come visit us. No. Yeah, they don't even want to come visit the South. So. We're coming back to the South. Huh? Yeah. And let alone, you know, me telling them that my wife <laughs> is white. Oh, yeah, they hit yeah. me left and right. Oh, man, don't let her get you in trouble. She, uh, his grandmommy was not happy. Yeah, so she also, you know, being from uh, pretty much 100% just like black um, family, Anything ever go wrong, it's always gonna get blamed on her. So it's like, yeah, baby, we gotta have some strong shoulders. They're gonna say that because of you. It's all good. But, I, uh, I get it. I get it. I get it. We're, we're thankful. <laughs> I mean, we're a match made in heaven, and we're thankful. I'm thankful to have her. Aww. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
So how did y'all meet? Uh, well, she was kind of stalking me at the gym. Whatever. So, uh -oh. <laughs> you know, she could. He actually, definitely stalked me. Real true story, though. <laughs> the basis of us getting it. I'm a professional bodybuilder as well. So we were friends first. I'm training, interested to. And she knows it's true that we were backstage at my first bodybuilding show ever before I turned pro. And she had to oil me up and it yeah. was over. <laughs> oh, my God. That was pretty much it. That was the turning point. Well, it was ridiculous <laughs> because he he acted weird first. It was him because I, I was just helping. Like, I was definitely just helping. And he hands me the gloves and he hands me the oil stuff. And I'm like, he was a little, a little, you know, uh, hesitant, I guess, about handing this. I was like, what are you doing? It's not weird. Here, give it to me. So we got to hurry up. And I stuck those gloves on and I poured that stuff in there. And see, what it was, was it, it this is what happened. I'm that listening. stuff fires up in your hands so it gets hot so that it okay. brings all the blood to mm -hmm. the, you know, surface. And when I put my hands on them, I was like, ooh. <laughs> see? She just, she just love at first row, huh? Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. I was like, maybe this is right. a little weird. <laughs> exactly. But he definitely kissed me first, so. Look, he is sweating. <laughs> See, making him blush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, they're killing us in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> See what you're saying? Oh, we're out here trying to get a helping hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't have anybody to help me backstage. I was like. I'll help <laughs> <laughs> quickly. Yeah. Playing out the whole time, huh? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's a trap. <laughs> oh, That's what's up. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. So, how did y'all end up getting into reptiles? Uh, so we have uh, four children. Yeah. And um, actually, my daughter's in college now, um, so she comes back and forth. She'll be home tonight. Um, but. Uh, we were in law enforcement. I was a police officer for 10 years, a SWAT team leader. Okay. Um, Audra was actually a dispatcher, and mm -hmm. then she went to the road with the sheriff's, the sheriff's department. She department was a sheriff's, deputy. sheriff's deputy. So she was on the road as a, as a, in law enforcement as well for three years. Uh, yeah, about three, about years. three years. Um, so, so I was in, things, the in that service area for eight. Right. So being in that, that realm of work, you see a lot of bad stuff um you know people yeah, are sure. you're dealing with people at their worst moments you know in their time of need so and especially working third shift i worked third shift for like seven years i worked third shift in so, my entire time <clears throat> the, the i love the shift itself but um you know i'm gonna give it to you straight you know you're not dealing with the working people on third shift mm -hmm. um unfortunately you're dealing with you know the worst of the worst the troublemakers people that's trying to break into people's homes and cars and, you know, pretty much hurt, you know, the you're, working Yeah, people. you're dealing with people who are hurting yeah, other people. Right. Um, so in during the daytime hours, yeah, that's the thing. During the daytime hours, you, your officers and deputies, they have their hands full because when you get these calls or you respond to different situations, you kind of have to weigh your options and see whether 
you're dealing with the knuckleheads or actually whether or not you're helping the working people. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but on third shift, it was literally like 95% of the time, it's just you're dealing with knuckleheads. Yeah. Um, so it makes you really kind of, what do they call like a Debbie Downer? You know, you're always negative. You know, negative. You're jaded because oh, of what definitely. you see constantly. Yeah, you see right. death, you see, you know, pain, you see heartache, you see all of these things. And then you become so jaded to that world, it causes you to be negative at home right. and bring that home with you. You can't help it. And then also, yeah, I mean, because you're dealing with it like so much every day. I mean, get, and then even on another level, when like, you talk about a lot of your time at work. When you talk about swatting, you're always responding to high tense, high high stressful situations, um, going in these homes, you know, forced entry and things like that. It's really really stressful. It is. Um, and it came to a point where literally Audrey and I were passing each other or seeing each other in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, she would work 12 hour shifts. I would work 10 hour shifts. Um, it was the, the most stressful time of our relationship. It was exhausting. Um, I so, imagine. yeah, big time. We never got the vacation. We never got mm-hmm. to really do anything. And you're robbing Peter um, to pay Paul oh, just yeah. to keep the light going. Yeah, because you, it's not anywhere where you can actually legitimately make, you know, good money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a respectable job as long as you do it the right way. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't see how you could really take care of your family. You know, we're a big, big, big on family. You know, we're involved in all of our children's, you know, involvement, sports, activities, schools, parent-teacher conferences, everything. Um, so it, it definitely detaches you from from civilization. You walk around like... Yeah, a zombie. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't yeah. even... Yeah, you're just yeah. your your mental and emotional is just so full all the time. Like you're just uh so that being said, we knew something had to change, but mm-hmm. we just didn't really know what. Right. Um he ended up because we didn't have a lot of time, the kids kind of, you know, they needed something here to teach them responsibility, right. to kind of help them like learn how to take care of something other than just themselves. And so he went and got <laughs> Four baby geckos from Petco. And when he brought them home, I was like, what is that in that box? And he's like, we're going to get you over your fear of snakes. I said, sir, if that is a snake in that box, you and the snake are going to be the funky smell in the attic. Like, yeah, this isn't going to work. And he's like, just hush. And so I opened up the box and there's these four little bitty baby lizards yeah. and they're looking up at me like, oh God, is she going to eat me or something? Yeah. Like, so I just kind of fell in love from there. And Were they crested geckos? Were crested geckos. Yeah, crested okay. geckos. And, um, you know, I, I research everything to death, even oh, to God. this to the point we are now. Like, To I, the point I it's annoying. Hours and hours of video, um, Everything searched the web. So everything that they told me at the pet store was absolutely wrong. Yeah, it <laughs> um, was. Down to the husbandry, yeah. keeping, feeding, everything was wrong. Um, and at that time, we had a lot of hiccups along the way because, you know, I found these great uh, groups on Facebook, <laughs> uh, the Facebook groups. And I was able to kind of navigate through a lot of the BS with some of it. Um, you know, as far as arguments and stuff and riffs with people. And I was able to get some of the facts and information that we needed to know and learn. We met some really them. awesome people. Yes. And we met a lot of yeah. good people. So for us, it's kind of easy to kind of weed through it because 
of coming from a background in law enforcement, we know how stressful that is, and we don't want to make this equally as stressful. This needs to be peaceful. This is our peace, and it truly is. It's been our peace. So at that point, we started um, purchasing online and figuring out the whole shipping process, and um, that was uh, pre-COVID, well before COVID, actually at that yeah. particular time. Mm-hmm. And we started getting some interesting animals as far as crested geckos. Um, so this is what, 2017, 2016-ish? So be, like yeah, around yeah. that time, yeah. yeah. So we actually had a collection of almost probably 100 geckos before, before we, we ever oh, wow. up with the flawless uh, branding, <laughs> yeah. um, business name or anything. Um, but we also had several other businesses at the time as well. Audra did hair for yes. now 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. She's a hairstylist and I'm a personal trainer along with bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So okay. ending, uh, marketing, uh, advertisement, all of that kind of comes second nature. You just kind of want to keep yeah. leveling up. We know business. Right. So yes. it, only thing changes is, is your product. Right. Um, so we're really, really big on branding and on the business concept. So we ended up taking that and branded the business, Flawless Crested Geckos, we LLC'd it, um, and kind of just kept pushing on and kind of pushing the envelope on the genetics and getting into more rare things at that particular time. Pretty much. like So uh, talk about how you came up with the name Flawless, because I noticed, uh, so you got Flawless Crested Geckos and you got Flawless Exotic Creations, so that common denominator is Flawless. So tell us about that. So, um, I mean, I love diamonds. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and we we know with names, you want something um, that's going to be professional. Yeah. Um, something that can be creative, professional, and clean. Clean to the point where you can utilize it around children, um, older um, folks as well, and that you can talk about in a business kind climate as well as amongst your friends. Yes. So you want something that's going to be widely accepted. Um, if that's the area that you want to go. Yeah. Well, and we also okay. wanted something that was um, not not real, like, I guess, kitschy or right. um, we also wanted something that was professional, obviously, but something that could be an umbrella. So even if we decided to diversify in the future, um, which that wasn't the thought process to begin time, with, right. but <laughs> thankfully we did do that because eventually we want to diversify into other realms of business period like not just reptiles but all kinds of other things which is where flawless comes in so yeah. everything will gotcha. fall under the flawless umbrella one day we were like was out of creation real estate um, <laughs> flawless <laughs> enterprises <laughs> like monsters inc we're oh, just yeah. taking you gotta, it gotta take it in stages <laughs> so was flawless like the first name y'all came up with or did it kind of go through um, we um, have the a, evolution process a, and y'all had some other thoughts there was a process yeah, i want to say it was the it only hit us, like, one that we rolled with mm-hmm. because of because of the process we go through we actually mm-hmm. preach about it on our youtube as well yeah um it, it's very easy for me, I know she'll probably say it's difficult at times to deal with me, but it's easy for me um, in the concept because I can I can separate so um, marriage, relationship from business partners. You yeah. know, sure. she's my business partner, so she needs to be my checks and balances. I'm her business partner, so I need to be her checks and balance. So on the but business he, but concept, he feel like he always checks his own balances, right. and I'm like, sir. So this I'm is the like, concept of you don't know everything. Right. So but this is the, the issue. So I'm very logical and she's very creative. 
So if she comes up with a concept, a lot of the time, um, she'll throw it out there. And if it sticks, it sticks. And, you know, you, you go that. <laughs> that's not how, you know, the business concept work. If I come up with a concept before I even throw it to her, I, I ask myself, how can this not work? And then I question myself on how it can't work. What's a way, what's an obstacle that's going to be in front? Is there a way through or over the obstacle? Or is it impossible at this stage? I ask myself that before I even bring it to the table. Mm-hmm. So 75% of the doubt work is already done as far as questioning the validity of that concept. She doesn't do any doubt work. She just comes up with a concept and throw it out there. So yeah. we just got to kind of attack it while it's on the table. Yeah. Or so, else I forget it. Right. See, I'm like ADHD. ADHD. Like I literally <laughs> take medicine for it. Right. And so it's like, um, it's very hard for me to kind of focus in on that. Like if I have an idea, I need to throw it out there. We need to attack it right then. And yeah. then, you know, we work from there, which is good because he's so grounded. She say good now. <laughs> yeah, it pisses me off in the moment. But it, I was about to say, it's not good in the heat yeah. of the moment, is it? Yeah, because like, you know, yeah. I'm so emotional. I'm a woman, so, you know, is, I'm like. If I throw something out there and we roll with it, we question it, you know, we can't figure out a way that it doesn't work, so we execute but if she throws something out there and say she never even questioned it herself, but then we figure out a way that it doesn't work for us or it's not the right timing for us. So we don't go with it. And then it's like, oh, I can't get anything right. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, you got to remove the relationship part of the, of the business. That's not going to work. It's like, it's like, dang it, yeah. Bobby. Like, I can't. Dang it, Bobby. Seriously, that's how it is. That's how it is. But it's just, it's fun, though, because, you know, it's developed me as a person. Mm-hmm. I think it's developed him in the communication realm because he was always like, it's me against me. It's me against the world. And now he understands, like, you know, he's able to kind of have that vulnerability to that makes us us, that makes us right. that unique team that to be able to kind of go back and forth with each other Absolutely. and it work um, on all fronts. So. It's been, yeah, it's good. It's been it offers some um, balance, I would imagine. Like with one of y'all being on one side of the spectrum and the other one is on the other side of the spectrum and then just kind of meeting in the middle offers right. like some balance. So that's good. Right. Oh, it's definitely. It's one of them situations where, you know, especially earlier stages, I wouldn't say so much now, but uh, opposites, opposites attract. attract. Um, yeah. I'm more of the execution. It is what it is. This is where we at. Let's, let's get through it. Mm-hmm. And she's more of the apprehensive one or has been more of the apprehensive one in the past. Now she's like, all right, cool. We rolling. Uh, it's always we rolling. So she, she's right now. <laughs> But, um, yeah, well, because- I, I think it, it all boils down to like, I truly trust and believe in him. I believe in what he stands for and where he's going in life. And, it gives me the ability to let go and yeah. let him be the leader, you know? So, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. I know for me, like, sometimes I get caught up in the uh paralysis of analysis like thinking about things i want to do and i'm like you like i want to research it i want to think through it i kind of want to think about like different avenues it can go down like where can this go wrong what can i do to make stuff better and so sometimes i get so caught up in that that it delays like execution uh perfect examples like this show um i was planning to do this show for like probably almost close to a year uh but i was just thinking through it thinking through it and 
I was talking myself out of it. I was like, man, you're new to the game. You don't, you don't know a whole bunch. So maybe you need to wait a few years before you learn until you learn more. Like I was just like doing all these things to like talk myself out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gershon, he stayed on me, stayed on me, stayed on me. It's like, bro, you need to go ahead and do what you're going to do. Go on and get on YouTube. Go on and put yourself out there yeah. and just do it. And I just kept like procrastinating, procrastinating. And I finally just got out there and, and did it. So I'm happy I did. And like I'm learning stuff on the way. Uh, you can change stuff. You can fix stuff. And people like to see like that journey. Like of that growth, right. And yeah. so I just just put it out there. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. We all growing. We all we all getting better. They like to see. I mean, when you make mistakes and you learn from said mistakes, like you really can help others, you know, not make those same mistakes. So if you show the part that it takes to get to the flawless, I mean, for lack of better words, then, you know, the not so flawless parts are actually building blocks to get to that, that point. Plus I think we're not, you know, any of us, we're not really truly in the adolescent stage. I think there's probably something that's, you know, not very many people have touched on, but there, there's, there's at least two separate groups that are going to be sitting there watching you. Like you said, they're going to be the group, that's like Gershon, he's awesome. We speak to him as well. We go on lives with him as well. And they're the ones that encourage you, support you to get out there and do your thing. Um, and they're going to sit in there watching you the entire way. But then there's also another group that will sit there and watch you. We've seen this happening in the hobby as well. Mm-hmm. They'll watch you the entire way. But they're more so watching, waiting for the train wreck to occur. Yeah. They're there for the action. They're there for the negative. They're there for the drama which is, it's a slow road to build a community and and a following based around positivity, which is what we're trying to do. Um, That's a fact, because everybody likes scandal. Everyone likes scandal. Everyone likes drama and negativity. You can get a ton of views if you label something. Oh, drama, yeah, 100%. And it's just, it's not not the route. We just refuse to be that way. Um, We refuse to modify those standards that we've set for ourselves and for our children because we want them to be able to look back on all this these lives all these things that are out there on the internet about us and we want them to be able to look back on that and say i want to be like them that's what's up so yeah it's sad that the world is like that like people just thrive off drama like if they know some drama like folks just flock to it like it's just it's entertainment for them i guess at the end of the day but yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I don't want to be dealing with no drama. Like, I'd rather just kind of, like, sit it out. Why? Yeah, <laughs> sit out. Put me on the sideline. So yeah, I got too many way. things to do. Like, I'm, I'm busy enough to be worried about stuff oh, like that. Oh, what telling? Yeah. We, we were at the same time as well. <laughs> yes. So, um, <laughs> we took a lot of that motivation and follow through from Flawless Crested Geckos. And 13 months ago, we, we have a tightly knit group of people, especially with Bob, Bob Vu. Yeah, he's um, fun. Yeah, cool. He's yeah, so Bob funny. Cool. God, he's you so know, funny. Been out of his house a few I times. He is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's quite a few people that we we network with. Actually, Sloan Morris, yeah, which is Darren. Darren. Um, he's helped us since day one. Um, he's into the Crested Geckos as well. Um, but he has an amazing collection. So it's kind of like, like you say, one hand, you know, one person helps another because yeah. he has a collection that's so large and, and what I would consider high end. And he kind of don't put himself out there. 
you know, so now we bring him on lives, we do lives together, and he's now he's getting a little bit more oomph to kind of get out there and go. So we got a lot of stuff planned. Um, because you know, we 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 all it's enough room in this niche hobby for everyone to do well. I mean, we feel like I think the population of the earth actually topped eight billion, that's what I yeah. saw. <laughs> so I mean, if you think about it, think about how many, you know, reptile machines are out there right now, reptile businesses if you want to call it that. And you know, think about the very small niche that we have and yep. how we can expand into exactly, exactly. So, because mm-hmm. it's already a huge industry, like relatively speaking, um, in terms of just the cash flow that it generates and all these other different kind of factors. But it's still like only a small amount of the population is into reptiles. And like you say, imagine if like more and more people got into reptiles. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's huge growth potential when you're looking at it from like a a business analysis standpoint and thinking about like how can you scale this up and where is the industry going over the long term what are your thoughts on that i I think as far as scaling up um you're always going to have a ceiling um and you always should have a direction on where you want to go um and it has to be tangible it has to be something realistic um, you can't be like me all the time with my head in the clouds thinking yeah. we're going <laughs> to land on the sun, man. We're going to um, land on the sun. I think like, actually <laughs> I watched one of your, your live, uh, one of your lives with, um, sick with it. Um, okay. and, um, you know, it's like a joke you had in, in that where you was like, Hey man, you know, I, I know one gene we running with over here and her collector is uh pastel. You know, and it's like it's it's funny though because no one, even though when that gene came out, it was huge. You know, when it first was discovered, but you know, no one truly wants that gene unless you're going to pair it with something that looks good, like DG um, or something like that. For the most part, everyone's eradicating that out of their collection. For the most part, um, but you got to think about that with your business planning. You know, you can't. You know, I can't go into it and say, hey, I love the way pastel looks and I'm just going to work that. You can't just work that if you want to make it a business. If it's going to be right. a hobby, you can work anything. You can have a hundred female breeder spiders. <laughs> you get <laughs> spinning all the way around every time you see it. You know, you all day. That's what you love. They're going to be attached to the ceiling. Phase. But you, you can't expect to make it a, a legitimate profitable focus business if the main the not even necessarily the mainstream but you don't have a lane to work that project mm-hmm. right. you may have one or two combos that really look good and i'm sure people will buy into it but as far as a business concept around it you you're gonna avoid it like the plague for the most part um so that comes in like you said your business analysis um, your 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 business plan and then execution. Um, so that's what we based everything around getting into it. Yeah. Um, because we'll put it on the table. We haven't made a dime off of the snakes yet. Nope. We do very well with the crested geckos, but we haven't made a dime off the snakes, and we're almost touching almost 300k. In, oh my gosh! Don't in, even say into that. The, <laughs> into the ball pythons uh, in 13 months. So yeah, that's a sizable investment though, but yeah. it's the long game, right? You know, if even you invest in, down, in the right things, even in the, and that's what I say, invest in the right things, even in the down market, we, we're not worried at all. Um, it, we're going to snap right back and 
it is what it is. You know, our projects, we're working a lot of double visuals, triple visuals, and now we're working on some quads. Um, we just can't wait. We're excited. I'm really <laughs> excited. I told him, I was like down there in the vault. We call it our vault. You know, yeah. it's our, our diamond vault. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was down That's there. Yeah, and I was sitting there, and I was like, okay, so we got this and this clutch in there, and it was like, I, I guess at some point we need to discuss, okay, what are we putting up, what are we doing, what are we, you know, and he's like, well, you gotta wait on probably should wait on them to pop out and <laughs> yeah. see what we got, baby, because I'm just like, like know, don't worry that way, yeah. we got racks, we got empty racks and everything, we're yeah. ready, we're ready to roll, we're excited, because it's, it's coming, our first, first season so far, we got two clutches out the egg, um, we have two clutches in the incubator. We have 60 plus <laughs> multiple yeah. locks females. So we're expecting, you know, 50 plus clutches first first season. So Hopefully. it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> it's yeah. an understatement. Yeah. yeah. So I remember hearing you say that, like, that you all were expecting like 50 plus uh, clutches this year. So mm -hmm. so what's the plan for that? Like, um, y'all going to be doing shows? So. With uh, the plan is going to be modeled exactly behind Flawless Crested Geckos. Um, so it, it's no secret. We'll just put it out there because it's all about execution. We're going to do shows. Um, we're not huge on trying to do a show every weekend. We like to do the big shows like NARBC. Makes um, sense. You know, we've been out to Vegas. We trying to do the whole map, you know, get out to Texas, California. We want to do the big shows. We have a following behind us that we've created and we're thankful for that. But we now we want to get so out grateful. there and meet them face to face. Yeah. yeah. We actually have a Patreon. We have like 50 people on our Patreon right now. Oh, nice. That's what's up. Um, it was it was maxed out for the longest and people couldn't even get signed in. But yeah. the point of what we want to do we actually is upped the yeah, up the capacity. Yeah, on up it. the capacity. We want to be able Those to. Those were different levels. We talk well, about we that in a We have one level. We do one right level. Now. It's fifty dollars a month. We do it a different way. So really, really quick. We do our Patreon where everyone who joins in, every dollar you put in, you get back in a flawless crested gecko savings account. Mm -hmm. So whenever you want to utilize it, you can spend it on whatever gecko you want to purchase. Um, and we also give you all other kinds of perks where we give away free geckos. We do uh, free gift we cards. We get we uh, free uh, tools and things that we use, mm -hmm. free merch, as well as free shipping year round. Yeah. Because um, we're huge on online sales. Um, so you said y'all was maxed out. Like, how was it maxed out? Because we had it capped. We had it capped 50 at 50 at the time. And, and people okay. kept asking they yeah. wanted more. They wanted more as far as space because they would try to sign up and we were already maxed out. Gotcha. Um, that makes sense. You also get a preview 48 hours in advance to be able to purchase, view, and purchase before it's available Any of our, on our site website because we still have our website. Um, gotcha. But we want to be able to go to these shows and literally take pictures, do video meet and greet, shake hands, kiss babies, and show <laughs> off our nicest stuff and don't worry about selling anything. Yeah. It sounds counterproductive, but we don't want to do shows to sell. We want to do, do shows to meet we and We want to do shows to meet and greet. Enjoy um, life a little bit. Hopefully go there, yeah. you know, hand out 100 t-shirts because we merchandise. We make our own merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, keychains, air fresheners. Um, but we do majority of our business during the week. We do a lot of shipping um, Monday through Wednesday, really okay. Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, that's where we're cornering the market for us. And when it comes to the snakes, 
where, <clears throat> I mean, everyone have their niche. It, what you're going to work is what you're going to work. We're never going to downplay any project. But for us, we want to hang in the, you know, higher end stuff. Um, and if we're stuck with it, we'll hang on to it for a good little bit. We yeah. working with first year double. We have breeder, two breeders, actually. We have a DG pod now. Uh, breeding. Nice. Um, we have a couple pod head DG girls that are breeding. Um, ultra male pod, double visual breeding. Okay. Uh, That's one of the clutches pod, we have. Female. Yeah. We just got a couple G stripe hypo girls that are breeders. So the way we ended up going into it, we bought into a, quite a few projects, tri stripe, um, and bought into a lot of the visuals. Um, and then we purchased a lot of babies to grow out over the next two to three years. However long it'll take for them to grow out. Um, and then once we had all the babies with the very specific genes we were looking for, then we doubled back around and we set a budget on creating some interesting heads that we can produce income as well as stuff that we need, right. um, like uh, visual plus a head on, um, on some of the females. And what we will make available will be the byproducts of that, things that we don't necessarily need to keep, but we can keep because we'll have rack space. Um, here at the facility. Um, so that's how we structured that plan more so, more or less. Um, so then, how did y'all go about uh, determining what projects y'all wanted to invest in? Uh, do y'all kind of like consult with each other? Do y'all always agree on projects? Y'all disagree on some projects? She she actually just likes the colorful snakes. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Actually, it's funny because the DG pod, she's like, I don't really like it. I'm like, well, I love well it. it's not that I don't <laughs> like it. It's just that I find Desert Ghost just seems to be washed out yellow to me. And like that just that's just what it looks like to me. I guess it's just my eyes. That's what I see. I like Banana. like the um I'll be sure to edit that out. <laughs> I know, right? That's just me. Like I I just don't care for it. But now I love the um the orange dream. The, oh, we got a, a Aussie boy. Yeah, so our Aussie boy. The, actually, move your head. Yeah, that, that one. one. So that oh, nice. Is like I feel like I saw that one on Morph Market. That's oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, and we love it. That's gonna be following up our um, ultra male pod male that we're creating a bunch of pod head. You know, ultra male females gonna be ended up going to that male, which is a uh, orange dream super inchy leopard hypo pod sixty six percent head ultra male. Um, and then we also have a whole area in the facility where we have a bunch of sheds and things that we need to send in for testing. We've got like a thousand dollars in sheds. Oh my gosh. It's the whole, tested. like, yeah. okay. So we have six quart racks for our, um, Christy geckos for our grow ups and stuff. And literally like three of the whole racks, they fit like, uh, three, six quart tubs all the way across and okay. three of them. So nine tub spaces are full of snake sheds. Like just waiting. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, we got a bunch of that ready to ready to come out. Yeah. Okay. But, so uh so what's your uh strategy with uh testing the sheds? Like are you you testing animals you might sell or are you only testing holdbacks? Are you doing like a um, bit of both? no for the most part we're probably gonna be testing all of it um and just absorb whatever the cost is at that point. Right off. Um, I, the way I see it is, it's easier to absorb $65 or $75 in fees and know exactly, hey, this is not 
what this is and go that route and don't even play around with it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. See, Darren says it too. See, all the colors are really washed out. See, <laughs> the DG clown. Yeah. 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 I'm just not a, I mean, I'm just not a, like, it just doesn't do it. It just doesn't do it for me. Like, that one right there, yeah, that one does it for me. I also have, um, I have an affinity to the black pastel albino. I like that. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny because I'm the, uh, what is it, GHI, the GHI, GHI Mojave. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever GHI Mojave does together, like, that's just, right. that's beautiful to me. Very I love it is. It, it is. Really, really nice. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very, very, very picky on what I like and what I don't like. I'm very clear about what I like and I don't like too. If I don't like it, you're gonna know it. And I'm like, yeah, that's ugly. I don't care for it. It's just like the monsoon to me is really cool, like as far as the pattern in is concerned. But I'm mm-hmm. ready for somebody somewhere to the make it really cooler. pop with some color. Like, so hopefully we will. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, babe, you need to figure that out because I'm waiting on it. Like that's hopefully what I'm soon. Because we have, you know, our visual monsoon mail. Yeah. We have what are y'all working the uh, monsoon project? with and shout out to everybody in the chat to all the new folks coming through in the chat appreciate you our main breeder male at the moment we have a special spider monsoon breeder uh, male and we were lucky enough last season to purchase a gravid uh, 100% het female that was produced by Dave Green and we have actually two babies from from that clutch um, both around I think it's like 400 grams and one's a male it's a normal um, double Poshead, uh pie monsoon. Mm, and, then um, the girl, and then the girl is a banana. She's, a banana. Same thing. she's beautiful. And uh so she's gonna stay. Um okay. uh, keep growing her out and test her when testing becomes available or uh breed her and, and, and figure it out. Uh yeah, just like Darren <laughs> said, a GHI Mojave monsoon or uh <laughs> hit the, the banana monsoon, I'm hoping first for us. Um, okay, okay. We'll see. But then we also work in probably um, after we get some clutches on the ground, stranger into it as well. I like nice. our toffee girl. Mm-hmm. Toffee is one of those that I'm really excited about. Yes. Yeah. So the jeans we're working with mostly is monsoon, um, clown, heavy in the pot, heavy in the clown, tri-stripe. Uh, we have albino, but we're not going to work the albino side of it. We're going to kind of keep it there, hovering kind of as a byproduct where someone else need something off of that they'll have that head um albino side of it but we're not going to purposely gotcha. put the albino on it just a tri-stripe um we have a few tri-stripe okay. girls um some head tri-stripe girls with some codon mm-hmm. puzzle um working puzzle pretty deep um and and like i said working a lot of that ghi mojave and stranger into mm-hmm. it yeah there was okay. um we actually just dropped a uh a video on the cantaloupe. Yeah. yeah. That cantaloupe gene From is DPR. really interesting. Yeah, that we saw it too. Yeah. That one's really cool. I could go with that too. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Like I've heard of the cantaloupe and I feel like I might have saw a video about it, but I just can't picture it in my head. So so talk about the cantaloupe gene and what it does and where you're trying to go with it. So uh, we don't have it. Mm-hmm. We actually saw it in person um, from Anton at DPR at Tinley. In Tinley. Um, okay. so we, we did a little uh, episode on it on our uh, channel as well. And I, at first, before seeing it in person, I thought it was just something similar to like Orange Dream. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it seems brighter. 
um, than Orange Dream, especially he didn't even have a super uh, for it yet. So I actually thought it was a super at the time, but it wasn't. Um, and it's very interesting to see how like the flaming comes up the sides. The way it wraps around. And yeah. it, it literally like cuts off like halfway up the sides yeah. and like just stops. So it's kind of, you know, pattern wise on that, that's that's interesting to see how far you can kind of go with that um, if you work that gene. So it's something that, that kind of catches our eye with that. But there's so many more. Um, I was actually on a live with um, Bomb Projects. And he's working that that gene that he imported. Oh um, yeah, the dark. That, the, it's like almost yeah. like an IMG boa type gene. I think yeah. it's called LC, LC something. something. Yeah, but it's really, really nice. cool gene on how dark that gene is. And he has a super over there that he's working with. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff that um, is out there where you can make an unlimited list of combinations. So oh, yeah. Just very anxious to kind of keep pushing the envelope and take it to the next level. And it's fun because, you know, obviously we have a ton now. We legitimately, what, 140 or something like that now? No, nah, I did a count. It was like 113 exactly or something. 113 wow. ball pythons. Yeah, yeah, with the babies and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So maybe uh, you we didn't have as many as I thought we did. But anyway, okay. <laughs> How so many geckos? <laughs> oh, oh god. <laughs> we have over over 2,500 geckos. Okay. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. We we yeah. <laughs> but uh we probably have enough even with the snakes we probably have enough space in the facility to do to double that honestly but we'll never we'll never get that high as um with the programs <laughs> that we're working in the crested geckos um, and how we're fine tuning things and improving the genetics every single year. Um, we'll probably tap out right around probably a few hundred more than where we are now. Uh, yeah. And we're about um, there. And, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a cycle for us. Right. Because uh -huh. we, we cycle our, our babies. We don't let them go until they're pretty much, yeah, you know, they're adults. <laughs> so it's, yeah, he knows. He knows. That's uh, his bromance, I guess. <laughs> um, but anyway, our, our cycle is, you know, we, we hatch out our hatchlings and then we don't even look at them again, yep. other than to feed and monitor their health or whatnot. Right. But as far as actually gauging whether we're going to let them go or not, we don't even look at them again until they reach either they're dropping for their cresticles or their female, their confirmed females. And that's when we'll actually gauge whether we're going to keep them for our program to further our program or let them go for sale. Um, Did you say so cresticles? Cresticles, yeah. <laughs> Is that the official term? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I, you know, I was being nice. She's improvising. Yeah. Did I hear what I I, I like, yeah, I'm the one that would say, well, when their balls drop, like, you know, I'd be that, that, I'm that one. So I was trying to be like a little bit more filtery, you know. Gress That's the official term from here out with a gecko. Yeah. So, that being said, like, because of our cycle the way it is, that's why we have so many at one time because. You know, we have to keep them until we decide what we're keeping for furthering our projects. Right. And it's been so important for us because we when we first got started, we didn't originally do it that way. 
Um, we were traditional. We were kind of sticking to the traditional way of how the majority of people do it. You know, you hatch out some babies, you hold back, you know, one or two um, of your choosing, and then the rest of them out of that clutch or that breeding, you would make available. And then you'll mm -hmm. sell them whether they're five grams, 10 grams and move forward. Well, we started that way and quickly learned that we're not going to do that. <laughs> we we open ourselves up um, to the community where we tell people that even purchase from other breeders um, from anywhere. And if you need assistance, message us and we'll help you. And people do that a lot. Mm -hmm. So what happened was someone inboxed us and said, hey, what did you think of this gecko? And the gecko was freaking amazing. They're like, man, that's awesome. Where'd you get it from? And they're like, oh, we got it from you. And I'm you. like, oh yeah, we ain't doing this no more. We're uh, gonna get out. <laughs> you know, make sure we, we got exactly what we're needing. We know exactly yeah. what we're putting out there. Um, because you'll have you know sellers regret, so yeah, it's yeah. a it's immediate remorse, like absolutely immediate sellers they transform remorse. It, and that, unlike the snakes, I think transform yeah. like greatly, not just a color fade or anything, but mm -hmm. they literally transform with every shit. It can literally oh, wow. look like nothing on it, a plain, mm -hmm. just plain Jane, no super pattern gecko. And then when they're adults, like the progression is just completely different. It just looks like a completely different gecko. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's very interesting. That is, that is part of the process. I think that we like the most about the geckos. Um, yeah. The snakes, I've, I've realized really quick. That's not, that's not how the snakes work. So no. that was they progress, but they just progress in a different, different way. way yeah. yeah. Um, and our look on it, as far as hobby versus hobby, industry versus industry, the gecko market is so much more smaller um, than the ball python market. Um, so it's it's a much different approach, I guess, that we're going to attempt to follow through with. Because, um, like I said, we're not expecting to take 100 snakes to a show and necessarily need to move snakes out. Uh, we just want to take our time and look. Apparently, apparently, I'm the unpopular opinion. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> they write it in the comments. <laughs> uh, look, I, I, lo mean, I love Desert Ghost. He I does, and I'm just it. like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> It does. It's like washed out. I'm like, mm. <laughs> so admittedly, I don't really know much at all about like the crested gecko game and like the morphs and stuff in this. So does it work like similar to ball pythons? Like, is it like morphs that people are like combining and working yes. like that? Or is it more like polygenic yes. stuff? Like, how's well, it going? How's it, it work? Is, it is there. Um, they actually rolled out with a, a groundbreaking genetics list. Um, mm -hmm. This kind of gives you a guideline um, of the genetics with crested geckos. Mm -hmm. um, the thing about it is, in our opinion, it's always been that way as far as comparatively to the ball python. Um, gene for gene, it's the same things. It's just one of those situations where you have to figure it out. Um, and the hobby as a whole has spent so many years just kind of just putting male and female together and not really even interested kinda in like trying a to of figure sorts, it out. You know? um, much, much different. And because 20 plus years ago, there was only 200 crested geckos that were imported mm -hmm. um, into the States before they cut off the, the import list from um, New Caledonia. Well, those that were collected from the wild, you're literally talking about like a mosh pit of genes 
in these crested geckos. So, you know, you if you can find geckos from way back then, I mean, those geckos will be priceless, but they're no longer around. Um, and you start breeding like geckos to like geckos and you start figuring out certain things are genetic and you move forward with those projects. And here it is 20 plus years later, they're still discovering new genes in crested geckos now. So nice. to know that we've come that far just in crashes to geckos, I mean. Well, the thought amazing. process is, is like legitimately, you know, when you're just sticking stuff together, you obviously muddy the, the gene pool, for lack of better words. I mean, right. and so it's it's just going to take us a little bit longer as far as the crested gecko community to get to where the Python community is because genetics works, you know, somewhat similar and all all facets right. um, in some way, shape or form. So like as far as those crested gecko genetics, we just have to take time to isolate each gene right. and find and, out how they interact with it. And then make it even more visual. It's like, it, to put it for the ball python viewer, it's the same as having like a quad head, you know, four different, you know, heads of a recessive and breeding it to another quad head for other recessives. Now, it's either going to be recessive or not when it comes to het. Um, there's a probability of what's going to get passed through to the offspring, but imagine you're breeding this non-visuals, non-visual, non-visuals, and you're three and four generations in, you've got genes all over the place that aren't showing in these crested geckos. So you don't truly know what you have until you start seeing certain little similarities or you're popping out certain things out of breedings and you're keeping things back and you're growing them up. That's why now we're literally like five generations in on a lot of projects. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, that sounds like a smart way to, to go about it, right? Right. Um. So 2,500 crested geckos yeah, and yeah, 113 yeah. ball pythons. Any yeah. more reptiles? Uh no, we have two dogs. Wait, we have two no. a pig, right? Yeah, I got a pig. Too. Oh yeah, we have chihuahuas. Oh uh, yeah, you spoke about the pig. You want oh, this yeah. pig? We, look, we want to drive this pig. Look, look, that pig is the best, the best, like well, most well-behaved animal we have. I'm serious. He's potty trained. He's potty trained. He listens now versus before when he didn't. He was pretty stubborn. He's still pretty stubborn. And What's he does feel a little bit. He's Roscoe. 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 And, uh, you know, it's, it's he's just a good pig. It's a good pig. He squeals. That's the most annoying thing about him. He squeals very loudly. But he's funny because he's gotten to where he knows he's not going to be hurt when you pick him up. So he's, if it's, if it's going to something that he wants to go to, like his food dish, then he'll go, uh, uh, like he's just kind of <laughs> protesting a little bit. But if he's having to go outside, honey, it's like, I mean, I'm pretty sure all my neighbors are like, what the heck is going on over there? They're like killing somebody because he's just like, I'm sorry. Thanksgiving, he's going in the oven. So. No, you could. <laughs> We're not eating Roscoe. He is not bacon. I'm sorry. He is not bacon. He's not going to have an apple in his mouth. Other than the ones he's eaten, <laughs> he eats a lot of apples. <laughs> oh my goodness. But well, he's cute. He's still have, little um, too. Chihuahuas. We yeah, we have another New Caledonia. Well, and uh, we have two. Um, we have two dogs. We have a bully puppies. Um, yeah. one pocket and one micro. Um, American bully, and then um, you know, I have. 
two skinny pigs, which are hairless guinea pigs. Uh, if anybody wants those, I'm very allergic to them. <laughs> yeah, she has to keep them. She'd be sitting there like, tearing up and crying. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's like terrible. Like I got to a point where I couldn't breathe. I'm like, I might have to call an ambulance. Like this is bad. I can't oh, breathe. Wow. So, but then I also have um, a feeder fail, Stuart the rat, and he's awesome too. Yeah, she used to. We we don't breed our rats, so every time I pick up rats, <laughs> she's always in there trying to keep pet rats <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> so i'm like oh my god i couldn't stand it i can't even go in the box i can't because if i see one with like color on it <laughs> it's that was really bad it's but horrible. um if i see one like i got a pit he yeah, has, yeah. yeah he's, he's got black and then he has white on his little body and he was so cute and he had these little ears and i'm like there's no way we can feed you all so that's the it. snake food no. <laughs> So now he's this big and he sits on my shoulder. <laughs> but yeah, I have a soft heart. What I have to deal with. I have a soft heart. Like so with well over like 2,600 plus animals, mm-hmm. um, talk about kind of like y'all, y'all flow like for cleaning and taking care of everything. Like how does that work? You have a set schedule? We Well, yes. So feeding wise, we, as far as Crested Gecko work, we feed on Mondays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do our feeding and our uh, tub swaps for cleaning. Uh, we also have our children that are employees. So they come and they scrub and wash Child tubs. Labor. <laughs> um, we actually have a new employee yes, that's from do. outside of the family actually working uh, in the facility as well. Oh, nice. um, scrubbing tubs, washing tubs. And it's really not that hard of a job. They literally, if they're down there watching YouTube, we have an 86-inch TV down there that they sit there. And they're glued to doing half mm-hmm. the work that they're supposed to be doing. That's but, um, <laughs> we uh, so that's what we do. We do most of the the grunt work ourselves, as far as the feeding and swapping of tubs, and okay. the kids do pretty much ninety percent of the cleaning, um, as far as scrubbing the clubs and make sure that we have clean tubs to, to use. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we hired somebody, you know, to kind of start doing that as well and helping us organize things in there and stuff. And, and we want to be able to teach him, you know, kind of how from the ground up, how our operation works. That's going to be hard though. I'll admit yeah. because kind of, you know, be hands off on something that you kind of built from the ground up is very difficult. That has not been put into the business plan. So we don't know how to structure that because, you know, the other, you know, terrifying thing about it is we've done all of this. We stepped away from the workforce. So this is all we do full time now. And I mean, even mm-hmm. now to the building of the facility, um, we have a smart facility, we temperature control, climate control, control the humidity. We do all of that stuff, set all that stuff up ourselves. Um, so to kind of step back and let someone else come in and kind of man the fort is going to be extremely difficult. I don't even know that it's possible. He, okay, let's, let's, um, this is one of those things where I'm like, I have an idea and let's roll with it. And mm-hmm. um, so we, I've been looking for somebody because, you know, I, I feel like if we have somebody that it, we're legitimately paying and we're legitimately teaching how to do these things, then I feel like, you know, we can trust that a little bit more than just randomly, you know, 
leaving it. I'm, I'm more, I'm open yeah. to it, but I'm more logical. I'm more, it is what it is. And I've, I've come up working my entire life and I understand the concept of if you're not the owner <laughs> of that business that you yeah. do not care the same way <laughs> yeah. as the person that it's kind of like going into it's kind of like going into home depot and you're oh, looking yeah. for something <laughs> and you prime example like, yes i said to home depot like nobody's worth screws two inch <laughs> screws at home depot i said baby go get some two inch screws from home depot she calls me from home depot says she spoke to the sales rep they don't have any two inch screws at home depot i said they lying to you baby I said, I promise you, they got hundreds of thousands <laughs> of two-inch screws at Home Depot in different brands. The whole they will be closed, okay? They you're looking have... for <laughs> I, and then right. I told her I'll be right there because I was on the road and I pulled up and literally walked up to her right next to her. I got the two-inch screws and she was mad and we turned around and left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's the same concept. Uh, finding yeah. someone that's dependable. Yeah. Um, and reliable and being able to kind of let go the reins a little bit. The point was that, you know, you you work harder for yourself than you would Absolutely. anybody else. And, and you know, if you're in a Home Depot and you're asking this question, hey, can you help me find this? Nine times out of 10, they're like stocking their crap. They've got their stuff that they're doing. But it doesn't matter to them if you if they sell that two inch screw or not, you know, but if the actual owner of Home Depot came in there, I'm sure that he would want to sell that two inch screw because, you know, his thousands of two inch screws and all of his his right. stuff that he's got in there. That's what makes it's, him it's the same concept with the man. Right. You, you go to any of these department stores or any businesses and you hear of anyone coming to visit that location from corporate or upper management. Everyone wants to whip things and it's, it's in every field. It's and just kind of is what it is. It's too, it's um, a situation of, and I know this sounds like, it sounds like it's making me really old right now when you, I say you this. Are old, baby. baby, you're older than me. You remember that? Yeah, yeah I was about to say, um, yeah. what I was about to say, actually, I was going to say it made me sound old because I don't know if it's me getting old or if it's really true, but like I feel like a lot of these young kids, they don't work as hard that's as it. we did. No, that's, 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 that's accurate. It's that's, that's very true. It's the work ethic is just not it's what not it there. was. Yeah. yeah. It's not there. And that's yeah. like when we built the facility, you know, she wanted to cut a corner and get a, a drywall lift. I said, well, I have, I have a drywall lift. Let me tell so, you something right now. <laughs> I can tell you this. I can be a hundred percent, a hundred percent truthful when i say the next time we build a facility your girl is not lifting no daggum sheetrock i can tell you that right she did very well though she got really really strong you think he had me holding a whole ass piece the whole piece of sheetrock like i'm up here like holding it like this shaking the whole daggum ladder shaking and he's like just a little bit longer i'm like if you don't screw that screw in like now i'm about to fall off this ladder like and what's bad is so we're hanging on the sheetrock but it came in like in two pieces oh, yeah. and they sit it on the driveway which is still like a hundred feet from the vault from our backyard and so we had to carry all these Into the joints facility. down to the facility, two pieces at a time. It was like what 70, 70 sets. 70, yeah, 70 oh, sets. Oh wow. 
<laughs> and then he has the audacity to ask me, can you carry two at a time? Yeah. No, I can barely carry one. What are you talking about? This generation. He gets pinched it's more been than anyone, experience. man. It's been a very different journey. You know, we're, just, we're thankful. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. Like, but what's so bad about that sheetrock stuff? I have a friend that has the lift. Okay. Yeah. And they told me, come get the lift. So I tell him, hey, Jim has a lift. We can use the lift. He's like, uh, whatever, baby. No, 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 no. We, we'll, we'll do it ourselves. Are you sure? Because yeah. I've never done this before. I, I are you and, sure? And we got it done. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> I'm still sore and sour about it. Yeah. Like you can tell. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the audacity. Yes, see, asking me these things, getting me to do these things. I don't know That's how right. he does it. I don't know how he talks me into this stuff. Oh man! See, I was talking about Bob earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, has Bob kind of served like in a mentor uh, capacity for you? And uh, has anyone else? Yeah. Um, we well, the funny story is our very first show. We was talking about shows earlier. Um. Our very first show was about, I want to say, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, we, we were literally 100% all online. Um, mm -hmm. We did a lot of marketing on social media, um, ran things through our website, because we, we've actually had quite a few obstacles. I remember when we first uh, branded a business and decided to go, go at it pretty hard, we were both still mm -hmm. working. And that was during the time you may remember where um, you were able to sell reptiles on Facebook. And um, they literally, as soon as we branded a business and decided to start moving forward, they, they cut it out immediately. Mm -hmm. They shut all Facebook, you know, sales down. There were no more auctions uh, or anything. So we had to figure out how to circumvent that issue because we didn't really have another source on what we were going to do. And at that time, we were over 100 geckos in. And we're like, well, what are we going to do now? So that's when we started doing the whole promotions and, and marketing and advertisement as far as um, we even utilize Morph Market. Um, we have a Morph Market page. We love Morph Market. I'm mm -hmm. um, going to do the same thing as far as with the snakes. But Morph Market, even if people aren't buying from you, they are, they are able to at least come across your page of you having something available yeah. so they can even know that you exist. Yeah. Um, so you exactly. can utilize Morph Market in a big, big way where if you're if someone's looking for a snake, they may not know Flawless is out of creations, but they go and they type in a certain snake that they're looking for, whether it's a certain snake or whether it's just a female or a male or older or smaller and come across your listing. And now they're, they can familiarize themselves with your brand. So marketing by itself through Morph Market is, I mean, it's a lifesaver, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, you can't really compare it to anything else. Um, but we do stand behind wanting to keep our own standalone websites as well. We do see a lot of people kind of abandoning ship on websites. Um, and mm -hmm. in my opinion, for the cost of what it is, especially with Wix and all this other stuff that they have out there, uh, we're probably always going to have our website, um, even with more mm -hmm. market because... Um, well, it's important because whereas... You know, with your own space, you know, it's kind of like you're you as if you can own the Internet right. or own any part of your Internet 
but, but that's what you it's may your have the spot. most control yeah over. this yeah. that if you if you know control is an illusion you can't control anything truthfully right. but if if anything is controllable in the internet space it is your own website so like where patreon or youtube or you know facebook or instagram can literally mm -hmm. shut it all down oh, and kick you off yeah. we've it helped, had it happen uh, to a us a couple people along with ourselves <laughs> get our instagram page yeah, your your yeah, website's not definitely. necessarily just gonna be jerk. And you also don't want to, you know. And I know John and and I mean Morph Market is awesome. I want to prefix this whole thing with that. We love Morph Market. Mm -hmm. But that being said, everyone knows that's kind of the end thing right now. Anyone looking for a snake or a reptile, you're gonna go there. I mean, who's to say someone buys them out and that person decides to take Morph Market in a different direction, you know, or anything? Right. You don't You're have dependent on You're somebody dependent else. On that. So it's just like we want to make sure that we can keep everything, multiple channels open and available for contact mm -hmm. by potential customers or just inquiries, period, as well as um, YouTube. Same thing. But we're going to utilize yeah. every aspect of everything that we can. But to get back to your question, yeah, yes. <laughs> Bob, we did our very first show, um, set up one table right next to Bob. Uh, learned a lot about Bob at that show. Um, that he was, you know, full time, you know, snake breeder. I thought that was kind of crazy. And uh, we talked, we exchanged numbers, and we've stayed in contact since mm -hmm. then. Um, we actually work in the Voodoo Gene here as well, uh, which is his gene. Okay. Um, we mm -hmm. actually spent Thanksgiving with him this we past did. Thanksgiving. We nice. uh, we've been to the new facility when yeah. it was being built, and now that it's finished. Um, we yeah, go back. pretty, pretty, pretty tight with, with Bob. He's he's definitely gave a lot of insight on certain projects and, and his, direction. Yeah, he and his wife are just such good people. Like mm -hmm. they just are very open yeah. and caring, and just they, you know, they're just I don't know, they're just enjoyable to be around. So Bob has been very. Um, he's also a great businessman. So he's he's been very yeah, I guess, yeah. influential, not only with the snake aspect of it the actual animals the actual reptiles and and you know kind of help him with that but also with you know his business models and things that he does um which is really cool you know he's he's i mean he's he's definitely somebody to look to for more information um about it if you consider getting into it um yeah, yeah. and i wasn't around at the time but from all the stories i hear uh from bob and from others as well like coming into the game he got a lot of undeserved hate and he just stuck with it, persevered through it. And like now he like one of the top dogs in the game. So that said a lot about his character and just kind of like his work ethic and drive and stuff. So that's what's up. Yeah. A lot of respect for Bob. Yeah. There's something to be said about perseverance. Perseverance, I think, is one of the most attractive qualities about someone in general. Um, if you can hang in there and hang through the hard times, then that means that that perseverance just outweighs, you know, everything. And you can pretty much do anything you want to do at that point. So. That's what's up. I heard um, a sound bite on a reel. It sounded like it was Deion Sanders, but I didn't actually hear the person who was talking. But it was just basically saying so. It was just basically speaking to perseverance and just to keep making plays, keep making plays. Like you might not be on the leaderboard, you might not be uh, the person who everybody's talking about, but just keep making plays, keep making plays, and eventually you're gonna get to where you want to be. So I mm -hmm. thought that was pretty dope. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. And I, I don't know, it's motivating for us. Like I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again. He's probably like, <laughs> not again. <laughs> like we say it all the time. You know, when you hang out with, and I use this term lightly, 
So don't take offense to when I use this term, but um, if you hang around with five bums, chances are you're going to be the sixth. When you hang around with five millionaires, you're probably going to be the sixth. So it's like mindsets. Right. And whenever yeah. you see someone that has that same drive, that ambition, that positivity that's radiating even through the bad times, that perseverance, I mean, it can't help but raise you up too. So 100%. the best thing that you can do for yourself is never hang around somebody that's not that's doing a whole lot worse than you. Right. That's being negative in it. You know, that's not trying to have a come up. That's not trying right. to do better for themselves. So Bob is one of those people, you know, that he's constantly pushing himself to a higher standard. And we like being around people like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. If you hang around five bombs, you're probably going to be the six. You hang around five millionaires, you're probably going to be the six. That's true. Yeah. It's true. I say it constantly. I've said it from the jump. Like, where's the little guy? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. So, uh, any other mentors? Um, in, on the ball python side of things, um, Ozzy, freaking um, Darren, Ozzy, Darren <laughs> yeah. more so than Ozzy. But, and that's cr- so. Yeah. So Darren is the owner of Sloan Morse. Um, he, I always mess with him because he's like four eleven. But um, he's not far away. <laughs> but he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, literally, uh, I call him. You know, we shoot the crap all the time. We talk almost every day. If you count text messages, every single day. Um, you know how you know in those memes where um, women are looking at their men who have their back to them, they're on their phone, <laughs> and they're like, "Wonder what what woman he's talking." <laughs> no, I just know it's Darren. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's, um, he's helped or me. Morph market. Yeah, yeah, or Morph Market. Yeah, because I'm definitely, as it, soon as I wake other, up in the morning, middle of the night, side. I'm on Morph Market all Morph the time. Morph Market is the side. She's on Morph But um, uh, Darren is working with a lot of projects. And when I first um, met him, look, gang, he, gang, see? <laughs> oh, he already know 5-2 gang. Gang, gang, 5-2. But, um, <laughs> He was working with such a collection that it, it surprised me because he kept it so low key. And that's one other thing I think um, everyone should consider. Um, we don't show a lot of stuff off because we're not really um, showboats or we don't want to even seem like we show. That's why even when we do our videos, we only even started mentioning prices and things like that because people inquired. Um, and so we try to prefix that, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we we try to be transparent. Right. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff. Because we feel like that transparency helps other people. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. you also have to understand um, for people like Darren, I've told him this specifically, that you see your collection every single day. Every single day you see your collection. So that man sitting there with something like six Freedom Breeder racks, I mean, close to like 150 you know, snakes. I'm like, dude, won't you do some videos? Take some pictures. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, this is mind-blowing. He, he showed me, and then he, he he built, you know, he has his own facility in his home where he sectioned it off and put up walls and everything. So I'm like, dude, oh, nice. he sent me a picture, and I'm like, man, this is like state-of-the-art. Why don't you show this stuff off? <laughs> so we're, we're, you know, and he's a much, much closer now. So, um, we're trying to get him to get put himself out there. So he's really doing cool. good. He's, he's doing, doing really, really good. Really well, 
but and that's yeah. what like what we said so we're just talking about that you know you you want to be able to help other people just like they're helping you yeah. because if, if it weren't for darren like oh, yeah. we, you know we wouldn't sit where we are now yeah absolutely not absolutely yeah. not so um, gotcha. definitely darren and sloan Morris. shout out to darren shout out to sloan's morph ozzy, ozzy. A wealth of knowledge yeah. even outside of ball python we're actually uh, members of his patreon right. so um, which yeah. is kind of getting you the look at the bigger picture, you know, yeah. which is why we're looking at international real estate and stuff like that as well. Um, yeah. But again, for our golden years, even though she's getting closer now than I am. But He's we older than me. You're <laughs> older than me. Sit back and enjoy, you know. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that's, um, and other than that, we watch everyone. Um, I love what Gershon is doing. Um, yeah. I love uh, his his personality, his character. Um, Adam, 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 Adam. Say that one more time. Say Gershon has put so many people onto YouTube. Yes, yes. yes. encourage people, encourage people. Yeah. He, he's he, yeah. too. He's, like, he's that guy. So we definitely like on the YouTube Yoda. He doesn't. I'm about to say he doesn't get you know as we say his flowers. He he definitely needs his flowers. Um, for what he's done for hundred percent you know, hobby, yeah. um, especially, you know, getting into this. We actually, um, I don't know if it's been the same way for you, but, you know, Audra and I talk amongst ourselves. Darren, we spoke to him as well. And it's, it's funny because being, you know, a black man in this industry and not even knowing Darren until pretty much like relatively recently these past years, like we didn't grow up together, but we have the same experience in a black home uh as a youth like snakes is like it ain't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it. yeah so you ain't you ain't bring, so what? it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing to be able to be to this point because you're like okay well i'm gonna get my kids into this i'm gonna educate them on it i'm gonna show them the care the need show them how fun it is because it wasn't possible when i was a child um, yeah. So I don't know if it was the same way like that for you, but it was for him. That's exactly how it was. I wish I would have fixed my mouth up to say bring a snake in the house. <laughs> so that, that's the craziest thing. It's like so you know here it is, Mike. Same concept. I don't know. I guess that was the same concept for me growing it's up because we did thing. not do no snakes. Uh uh. No sir. And in fact, the bad experience I had was with a boa constrictor, and my. My is was crazy, but my biological father was not a good guy, and he had a friend that had a big ass boa constrictor, <laughs> and I was I and I was young, I was six, seven years old, and I still distinctly remember the fear that I had. They thought it would be funny to wrap the snake around the six, seven year old's body, oh and yeah, and had knowing that I was freaking out. So that animal obviously feels my vibe. I'm freaking out. I'm trying to squat. I'm doing whatever, and that thing just. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Wrapping himself up. Terrible. I mean, they that's had to pull the sucker hard. off of me. So it's just, and that's then nobody, cool yeah, they just screwed me up from the jump. So I'm like, nobody ever took the time until him, um, until he came along to actually say, okay, wait a minute, let's revisit this because it's a fear that you have, and regardless of what fear it is, any fear that you have, in, oh, yeah. you know, at all, you need to face it. You need to work through it. You need to figure right. it out. Because fear will define you um, on all yeah. aspects. So, yeah, exactly. But yeah, 
snakes were not a thing. Like we didn't, I didn't, uh, uh, no, absolutely not. Like, no, I will tell you this. I would rather fight a grown man. <laughs> you won't, you won't find me running from a person. Like, no, I will turn around and stand my ground. But if I'm running, you best be running too, because there's definitely a snake. I've seen one. I've seen one that's not been welcome. Like, it's, yeah, so I, I don't run for anything, but I run for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and happy birthday, Darren. I know. Yeah, birthday. happy birthday. I, I already wished him happy birthday. Happy 50th. You happy know, 50th. That's some real junk right there. You yeah, not even know. 50? <laughs> yeah, he's 50. I don't think he's 50. Happy birthday, Darren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was the, no the, the, the best thing about it. And I think um, also watching the transformation in the hobby, right? before our eyes is kind of interesting too. People are having to reinvent themselves. Um, even you'll see it even at the shows uh, where before where you walk in, you walk up to someone's table, they're the vendor and they're just standing there with their arms crossed. They won't even say hello, like nothing. Yeah. Um, and you're watching more and more of that kind of disappear mm-hmm. um, because you have to communicate with the yeah. customers because the customers have so many different avenues of getting what they want now that you're making it easier for them to not purchase from you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, see, he's not 50, fool. <laughs> Look at you. You're just doing that on purpose. He's always telling other people they old and when it's him that's old. How old are you, bro? Drop it 40. In he's 40. I'm 40. He is 40. 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm 43. Okay. Uh-uh, yeah. you are? Yeah. See, it is yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is wrong with fifty-one main squeeze. Nothing is wrong. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm what's, what, what's some of your main projects you're, you're working with? So, um, in terms of like recesses, the ones that I work with. So, yeah. Desert Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Hypo, okay. Clown, Ultra Male, and Pot. Those are like my five base recessives. And I'm doing like some doubles and triples and stuff with that. Okay. Okay. I like Ultra Male. We're working both Desert Ghost, Hypo Pod, that triple, as well as Ultra Male, Hypo Pod. And then once okay. we get that really rolling, we want to, we're years off from it, but we want to get the triple visual of both and then take them together. So. Nice. We have a better, better odds on the end game, on the back end, working it instead of playing the whole quad, quad, and figuring that out. Um, but I think we'll have good odds once we get there. Ooh. Add some uh, codons in it, like a hurricane, which is one. Oh, I like Ooh. hurricane. Yeah, I like yeah. hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So I don't, I don't have any hurricane. I do have a really nice trick, um, mm-hmm. trick head clown. Um, but I love what hurricane doing a lot of combos. Can See, we have, and trick? we have trick. Yeah, we have trick yeah, too. We have, I, we have okay. trick. We have hurricane. Mm-hmm. I, I'm probably gonna get crucified. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's But so, like, I, I've seen people say, right? So, I've seen people say that hurricane. They they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. Then I've seen people say hurricanes look better than tricks. But I've seen like some hurricanes that look like a yeah. Right, right, right. I, I mean, and I've seen look amazing. Yeah. Our hurricane came from Winter. What's the guy's name? The the originator. It was imported in. So that's okay. where our hurricane from. 
Um, but our trick is just as wicked, and I'm sure it's having some head influence. But we have a blackhead trick, double head clown pie. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're gonna work that into our clown pie project as well. Nice. So we hit the eyes on that. Nice. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I'm gonna be looking. When 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 will that be up to breeding side? Uh, not this year. It'll be next year. Um, next year. Yeah, next year that should be up to breeding size. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to see y'all hit on that. Oh yeah, I I can't wait. I'm I, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, and then we we have uh, I want to say two or three, maybe four or five snakes from uh, collections that we purchased, where uh, we're listing them, you know, slowly here and there, where okay. they are a part of uh projects that we have so yeah. some of the collections that we purchased they had things that are in our projects and focus points um and the discounts was just too great to kind of turn down the entire collection so we just kind of just picked it up um and then we also have a we partner with uh, carolina rodents which is where we get our rodents from so uh, we pick up live pretty much every week okay mm-hmm. okay so for y'all rodents, is it just Norwegians or do y'all do like mice, ASFs? So we do mice or hatchlings. Um, at least uh, we try to give them mice three consecutive feedings before we even start to introduce like a pup, a rat pup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there on, it's pretty much everything 100% Norwegian uh, rats from there. Yeah, because ASFs. Um, okay. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, they are ASFs are illegal South Carolina. So, do y'all feed everything once a week, or do y'all have like uh, different cadences for? No, every Friday, um, leave it at once a week, and then um, I've seen people actually jump into uh, once every two weeks, um, and they're saying that they're getting better feeding responses, better growing growth, better growth, which I think is yeah. That's what Billy said. Like, yep, same yeah. thing. So I'm like, it's kind of weird, but like Billy swears by it. Maybe we'll maybe try that with the old voodoo girl. Yeah. So I do take one week off per month. Uh-huh. And like that week I come back, man, it'd be crazy. Like you better don't just open that tub. Like now I will say we've we've kind of periodically skipped a week on purpose for that same uh reason to clear it, clear your snakes out. Yeah. Um, as well push as it all like, out. Yeah, push yeah. it all out and then allow them to get that kind of that hunger that you know exactly food you know that food drive yeah uh, back. So um, we do that probably we probably need to structure it because it's really random. We'll do like once every eight weeks or something like that. Gotcha. Um, but we probably need to do something like once, either once every six weeks or once a month. Probably. Yeah, that. I typically do it like the last because I feed on Tuesdays primarily. Um, and so I typically skip like the last week of the month. Yeah, we feed on Fridays because this we give them the snakes their own day because we're doing the gecko work on Mondays. Gotcha. It really works itself out. We do gecko work on Mondays, Thursdays. Um, and on those days, we're down there like literally like 12 hours on Monday, 12 hours on Thursday. Um, and then anything down there on a Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll be down there for shipping packaging up you know shipping okay um, thankful we don't have to do any cleaning because the kids will be down there we pay them to go down there and do the cleaning yes. <laughs> um and then fridays is typically an open day unless we're going to, to a show or something um 
And we structured it that way because of shows. If we do a show, we want to make sure we have all our feedings done on that Thursday, which leaves us not having to be back in there working until Monday. So we can travel, do whatever we need to do, um, and then come back on Monday and be able to get down there and do you know what we need to do. But we also have the kids there on the weekends, um, as well as the, the employee now on the weekends that can do our water swaps and everything like that on the weekends as well. Uh, so gotcha. it really works itself out where, you know, we're not down there, you know, pretty much around the clock. But then again, we are doing it full time. So we don't have any other um, employment that responsibility that we need to get to. So that yeah. works out. that's what's up. That's what's up. And so um, in terms of like the social media, like who's the primary driver by that? Are y'all splitting it up or um, is like one platform? Yeah, we both attack it. We both attack mm-hmm. it. And that's actually pretty fun. Um, because we think think, a lot alike in a lot of ways, but different. So she kind of takes an angle and kind of comes up with a concept and rolls with it, especially on reels. If you see something plain Jane on a reel, it was probably me. (laughs) If you see something creative, (laughs) no, all kinds of transitions. If it, if it has a sound on it, like, you know how reels, you pick a sound or whatever, you pick a song Uh or whatnot. If the song ends, and the video continues without the sound, it's him. Oh, there you go. I can't stand that. If you got a sound that is eight seconds long, that video needs to be eight seconds long. Okay? Uh, there you go. I don't messed up to doing that or forgetting to turn the the, the original volume down. And so, yeah. like, you got yeah. like, to stuff in the background. But it's, it's honestly, we can probably use a whole nother person as well as far as on that because we we attack it where we we try to post literally like every day um and now with the reels we're not monetized on flawless exotic creation but we're monetized on flawless crested geckos where we okay. pay us every month um based off our views on our reels so now you got a check coming from meta on that and direct deposit come from so you want to make sure that you're at least mm-hmm. crossing your t's and dotting your eyes on that concept because again it's a business um, we're so, close to being able. Yeah, we're close to, on the so <laughs> flawless design of creations as well. But we just we broke a thousand followers, and I think we got seventy five on more exotic creations. Yeah, to, we, uh, we need seventy five more on YouTube to break the threshold mm-hmm. for being allowed to be monetized. For that. Right. Gotcha. So, yeah. yeah, and even on on YouTube, are are you monetized yet on on YouTube? Not yet. So I got the public view hours okay. and I'm probably at like 837 or so subscribers, right. something like that. I think yeah. last time I looked at it and so I'm, I'm close. So You're once close we right. get to a thousand, then oh. I can apply. Okay, mm-hmm. man. I, I think you yeah. probably get that in the, in about a week, man. That's right. <laughs> So if you ain't hit that subscribe button, make sure you hit that subscribe yeah, button. Yeah, hit that yeah. subscribe button. <laughs> you know, post on that. Um, that's something that we're kind of getting into now. reason I said we needed even another person is because we're trying to do it all. Um, And I'm thankful that we're doing it together. Yeah. Um, But we got Flawless Crested Geckos on YouTube. Mm. That's doing very well. Then we got Flawless Crested Creations. That's doing well, too. Um, The reason we wanted to do separate because we have people that are mainly interested in snakes and then people that's mainly interested in the geckos. Gotcha. Um, And then if they're interested in both, they can follow both. Right. So it's a long road to do it that way, but I think it'll pay off. Um, And we're getting a lot of views finally. But I think it's very smart to do the lives because the people that either 
watch it live or go back and watch the lives, it really pays off for the actual creator. Um, and we're learning that now on Flawless Inside of Creation because we do our lives as well. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. Um, I see something there just before we get off of the monetization. Somebody says, um, needs someone to explain to me about the IG monetization. I got it and don't even know how it works. So like the bonus reels are it's bonuses that you get and you go into your ad tools and it'll say bonus and then it'll show you what you're eligible to, to do or and like we have reels play for instance um and anytime i make a reel i go down i scroll down at the very end where right before you post it it'll say bonuses and you just click on that and then whatever is available to you um, your bonuses in there you can pick. So I usually pick Reels Play and then it monetizes from there. How often does Meta pay out? Every month. Every month. Every month? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And they, I mean, it's pretty good for what you're already doing. You're marketing, they're basically paying you to use their your their yeah. platform to market your business. Mm -hmm. So Is it kinda, yeah, it's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm ready for them to do the snake channel. <laughs> yeah. So that's the one we're waiting for. Yeah. Channel. yeah. For the exact Because our Crested Gecko channel, I think we're like a, right over 7,000 followers on that. So it took a while to get yeah. it monetized that you had to get like, I don't even know what the level of followers is that you have to get to. But I know we didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a thousand. That's for sure. So plus they, they kind of I guess they put marks against you as well like if you you know if you buy followers or anything like that so we've we've had to do it like all mm -hmm. organic organically so, yeah. um and plus it's better that way because you're, you're dealing with people that's primarily just looking for content for like your yours stuff. um so it really pay play and you know pays you back to do it that way yeah. okay that's what's up yeah, yeah. I, I saw some some information or something like they might have sent an alert or something about you can look into getting monetized for IG, yeah. but I hadn't looked into it too tough. Yeah. It'll pop up on like you're just scrolling Instagram. Like, boom, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I hadn't looked into it too tough. The only one I've been primarily focused on right now is, is YouTube. You should. Uh, yeah. yeah. I you check that like, on a regular basis. And like, you so close. I scroll. you're so good. <laughs> you're, you're close. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even realize I was close until one day I just kind of like happened to check it. I was like, okay. Um, like as far as watch hours and stuff like right. that. Cause I, I wasn't like monitoring it, but then like I saw, I was like, wow, okay. And then yeah, so like I started saying like it's gonna be long for us because uh I think we are we're like half we have half the watch hours um and probably you'll be almost, before you know it. almost half the followers as well off you'll be there before you know it because that's about when i picked up on it was when i had about half the watch hours like because i didn't even realize it was that far up because i wasn't monitoring it as closely mm -hmm. and then uh i mean having these lives helps uh, oh, yeah. because after the live people been in the chat they've been talking in the chat watching the video and so like that's a lot of watch hours adding oh, up yeah. and then folks watching the replay that's a lot of watch hours adding up that's, where that's the aspect definitely that we're going to attack on it because i think people are going down the rabbit hole when they go to our channel they're like mega unboxing another unbox we got yeah, all these unboxings <laughs> so they kind of just binge watching which is kind of cool too mm -hmm. you get a lot of um engagement so we we get the regulars that come through and we get to communicate back and forth with them and then they'll inbox you you know looking for a specific answer it's really mm -hmm. cool yeah that's a good idea we is we say do a giveaway you get hella slow hella oh, yeah. subs yeah i need to do a giveaway yeah, you do. oh yeah 
That's oh yeah, we we live in we live in giveaway land. Yeah, we live in giveaway land. (laughs) We do a lot of giveaways. A lot. That's actually how we pushed off on our uh, Patreon as well. Uh, We do a giveaway probably every. Actually, it's coming up time now for us to do another announcement for a giveaway where we'll we'll give away a very high end um, animal, uh, crested cow, and you kind of limit the the people that that are kind of gunning for it. Um, in prior years, when we were just doing it, we did it one year on Instagram, but like you said, you're one of 7,000 people. The very first year, first and third year, we did it on Facebook and we have a lot of followers on Facebook. Mm, we have like 23,000 followers. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. But now Facebook is dead. But now it's dead. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like, you know, if you get 150 likes on something like you, it was really That was really good. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah. Instagram has been kind of the backbone of social media. Um, so we did it for Instagram a couple years, Facebook a couple years, and now we And then I have it. a well, we have a TikTok, but it is me. Yeah, it she's is, all over TikTok. It is I, only me. I'm like I'm never on there. It's only me. <laughs> but now I, it's funny because like you'll see a lot of stuff that where I make fun of me. And it looks like it's coming from his point of view, but it's like, actually, <laughs> yeah, like the most recent reel or whatever, we, we were in Belize and it was perfect because his face was just perfect for it. That is like a point of view. And I said, POV, she said three curbs and said, oops, six times. And now I'm thinking I should have driven. Um, and it's like, we're, we're literally bumping, like we're bumping up and down the road and it stops because it's like a cap cut thing. It's this TikTok like app that you can use to do different yeah. like, cuts and stuff and his facial expression is like <laughs> and it's just perfect I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. I'm like man cut it out i do not drive back yes, i listen i was the first i was first in my class of driving at the academy so don't even come oh, here with me i can slide it inside first in class <laughs> yes i used to yeah i got a uh tiktok i got about Maybe ten posts, maybe, okay. and yeah. then I was on um I was on Vero for like three hundred and sixty-two seconds, and then count the second. We haven't we haven't posted. Yeah, let's start with that one. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're we pushing hard on um, YouTube, Instagram. Mm-hmm. We push on Facebook, but it's just kind of a byproduct of Instagram right now. Yeah, same. Um, we just answer all our messages. We stay on our emails like crazy. Um, and uh, we actually have a new email, um, which we're going to yeah. be starting to push because when we did the LLC and starting a restructure of business, the correct things that were done incorrectly at the beginning um, is the correct growth. You don't want to have a Gmail or a Yahoo you actually want, you know, your business to be, you know, info at, you know, flawless design of creations, mm-hmm. you know, dot com, which is one of those paid servers where you have to pay for that service every month. Mm-hmm. Um, but you actually build, you know, credit lines and things of the sort uh, through banking, you know, <laughs> bank accounts. Yeah. Like, um, and they never is. And that's kind of a little cheat code for everyone to know. Yeah. They never want to see um at Yahoo or at Gmail or any of that stuff. They want to see your own own business IDs, basically, because you can build, you're building personal credit, but you can, you can build actual business credit as a business. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, 
enter into your personal stuff. Right. And then you know? a lot of business uh, lines of credit, another little cheat code, a lot of business lines of credit, which we don't have any, thankfully. We don't have any loans or anything. Thank you, lot, goodness. Let me tell you, they sent me two. They, we've had two. Yeah, like, they yeah, sent no. us two letters Especially this PayPal past week. Like, oh you are pre-approved up to $300,000. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> about uh, business lines of credit, a lot of them is nearly like no interest. Um, a lot of them are interest-free uh, loans that kind of yeah. itching for you to get put your business in debt. So. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Listen here, PPP, you just take it. Yeah. 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 Oh man! So you, you talked about like early mistakes, and that was going to actually be one of my questions. So, what are some early things um, that y'all now look back and say that was a mistake, and um, kind of what did you learn from that? I, honestly, uh, we've been blessed, um, but I will say I will go out on a limb and say you know it's going to be against the popular belief. Yeah. But um, here we go. The being apprehensive. <laughs> in the earlier stages, I think hurt us. Um, mm -hmm. It hurt us big time. Um, meaning when we, you know, take an extra couple days to think about whether we needed to make certain purchases, we should have jumped yeah. out the car immediately. Um, yeah. Hindsight being 2020 on a lot of different projects, a lot of projects that we're kind of ahead of in the industry uh, on a gecko um, market, we kind of was dragging our feet when we got into mm -hmm. it. We should have never drug our feet, mm -hmm. um, which made us learn from our mistakes with the snakes. And um, everything that we see now, you know, even though we joke back and forth about being, you know, so much into it financially, um, nothing's foolproof, but we wrote out a very good business plan for it. Yeah. And it all makes sense, even in a recession. Yeah. So... That's gotcha. the exciting part about it. Gotcha. Anything yeah. else? And um, um, I think the one thing that if I could go back and, you know, kind of change my attitude about certain things and us and together as far as efficiency, um, efficiency in our business, because yes. we had a lot of practices that. And truthfully, what you know, what we do, I guess, is called the unpopular opinion. But actually, if you really delve into it, most most breeders do. Most larger scale breeders deal with their their collections in that way is like rack systems versus bioactives and stuff like that. Um, it's just more efficient and it's better um, for the health of the animal and all those things. Um, it allows you to, you know, keep eyes on them a lot better and. You yeah. know, just streamline your whole business, and because it makes you a lot more efficient, it, it makes you a lot more um, observant of things. Yeah, because we I forgot that we we transitioned from we did all big, glass, bigger big glass bioactive and terrariums and man. making backgrounds. Oh wow! Like that. Yeah, yeah. We, we learned though because it 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 was nice as far as to look at mm -hmm. if you're gonna have like centerpiece uh -huh. inside. Home, but as far as functionality, it didn't mm -hmm. work that well. Um, it worked, but it's the equivalent of, um, you know, you having some DG pod hypo eggs and not even know you had them. And yeah. they sit there. And they're Because they sit there, they dig down, you know, yeah. through their median and lay eggs, you know, because you're doing a bioactive and it's mm -hmm. supposed to be the best thing for them. But in our opinion, um, for a breeder setup, it is not. Yeah. Um, for well, I'd say this, like maybe less than fifty 
um, it might be okay because you you can monitor a smaller amount right. a little bit better in you know and even then I still time frame is still even your females your males yes because your males not gonna lay eggs yeah but your females it's, it's, it it just doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. you're you're dealing with certain very high dollar projects even if they weren't high dollar you're you're risking you know losing clutches of eggs in substrate losing babies you know that sense. like why that kind of stuff so. That's stuff that we would definitely change uh, our approach on, mm-hmm. um, which is why we did all the ARS. It would have saved us a lot of a different way, a lot of initial investments if we oh, had. Absolutely, yeah. So, just like it, you know, really, we delved into it, and obviously, when you're beginners, you're going to have a beginner's learning curve. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but just you know, finding what is the most efficient um, is the best. Um, right. And you're not always going with, you know, uh, the popular opinion for the moment. You got to research and research what's your goal. Does it fall in line with someone else's goal and not to spark an argument, but it's the same equivalent of a ball python breeder versus a hobbyist or a keeper um, because they've been clashing at it for for years. Mm -hmm. You know, which setup is better, tubs or a glass enclosure? Oh, you keep it this way, you keep it that way. It's the same concept. Um, I think it's just being afraid to when you're first starting, you know, afraid to jump out there and like, you know, pick this over that because you're you don't know. And once you know, you know that either setup is fine. It's just what works best for you. What works best for you. Because what works for somebody else might not necessarily work for the other person. Even like from breeder to breeder and just kind of like how you do things, like what works for somebody in Florida might work differently for somebody in yep. Seattle or Wisconsin oh, yeah. or something like that. Jersey. Jersey. You, you never know what their geographic difference is. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Humidity and climate. Humidity and climate exactly. and different things. Yeah. It's just exactly. what works for one doesn't always work for all. So like here we don't have no problems with humidity. Where like, where are you at? In, Flo- in Florida. Okay. Oh, okay. In Florida, yeah. And it's yeah, it's swampy humid here. That's a rough state. Yeah. That's a rough yeah. state. Y'all, you're yeah. in a rough state. Yeah. Florida, yeah. Florida in your wildlife. Oh, yeah. They, they're attacking like, Florida like crazy. Ooh, we. Bless your yeah. There's a lot of things rough about Florida right now. <laughs> uh, are you doing Daytona? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So we only been doing this since 2020, but. We done been to Daytona every single year, 2020, oh, 2021, cool. 22. We'll We're be back. This, on this being our first year We're doing Daytona. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are y'all vending? Are y'all, y'all? planning on vending. We'll see. Okay. So y'all said no. We are a little nervous as far as trying to make sure we have everything in order. Yeah, we we have so many friends that actually vend that tell us the horror stories about going down to Florida, having everything set up and they can't display any animals because they didn't get this permit or that license or this roster. Or this right, yeah. And we're like, what? So we got to figure out all of that stuff. To make I'm sure, sure y'all been talking with Bob though about it because Bob oh, yeah. is always yeah. there talking. Oh yeah. That's y'all exactly. no, with Bob? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we okay. definitely, definitely. So that's who going to be our insight as far as that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, he's always running all around every NARBC show. He's getting ready to go down to um, 
Arlington, I think it's this weekend. February, yeah, it's this so weekend. It's yeah. this weekend. So yeah, we, yeah, that we whole definitely group. stay tapped in. Oh yeah, Josh, you know Josh, Jack, man, all those guys are really really cool. Yeah, um, Josh and Jackie with them. Jackie's really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tristan, all of them. Yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. Are y'all going to Tinley in March? We're trying. Yes, we're supposed to be in. So there's a story behind that. Yeah. Um, so. We were waitlisted for like three years. For I guess really four. Now. It's four years now. Yeah. Um, and then they finally told us, hey, we know um, do Schaumburg and you're in. Okay. So we drive out, we do Schaumburg. Well, you were not in. We were not in. Oh, so wow. we still go to the Tinley show. Yeah. Uh, I think that's when we saw you up there as well. Yeah. Uh, so we go to the Tinley show. We had a blast. Um and after the Tilly show, we're talking to Bob and uh, Brian. And they're like, okay, um, we see you're doing all the leg work. Okay, um, you do St. Louis. You're in. <laughs> you're in. So what do we do? We go, we drive out, we do St. Louis. Yeah. Um, so I actually, we just, I called uh, Bob and Brian yesterday. I had emailed um, a couple of times. And we're heard. still waiting for our... our the, I literally asked Bob on the phone, like, listen, um, this is Will, Wallace Crescent Geckos. We need you to send us our invoice so we can pay you. Yeah. That was the conversation. <laughs> like, I, it's not a what is, it's just like, hey, I need you to send me my invoice so yeah. I can get you paid. So I can get my, my tables. So his, his question was, he said he was sending me the invoice. He just needed to know how many tables, how many booths we need. He said, hey, we need two. He said, all right. So that's where we stand, but we haven't received our email yet. So we're going to see. <laughs> What's going to happen? Because I'm, I'm just going to hopefully have to come go. through for you, bro. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I think we're we just going to bug them until they. I think we have a lot. Yeah, of y'all definitely need to bug them. Like, hey, I need my invoice, my two tables. Yeah, yeah. two tables. Yeah, I need two tables. <laughs> we're like, hey, we're going to bring a small, modest setup. We need two tables because we normally do like an in cap. We could do an island. Uh, we have a huge, huge setup because uh, again, we like to put that visual on. It's not about the selling of the animals. We don't even care. We want you to see all the stuff that we're working with, um, see some of the projects where you don't get to see them in person mm-hmm. um, and kind of change different people's uh, perception when it comes to you know the geckos or hopefully soon the snakes. Yeah, right. we want to change the perception that there have to be one or the other business or hobby. I mean, right. it can literally be both. It can, right. Exactly. Be pushing the envelope. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we're getting close to two hours. So I got some wrap up questions for you. Cool. Okay. Um, before I let you get out of here and enjoy the rest of your night. Awesome. So the first, first one is if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Not North New Jersey. I know that. No. <laughs> um, anywhere I, but North New Jersey. <laughs> I think for me, anywhere where there's not people peopling. <laughs> like, oh. I really, I, I don't like sand. Like, I don't like sand, but I love to see the ocean. And I, I'm talking like turquoise, blue water. So anywhere where I don't have to deal with sand, but I can look at the ocean like that. Okay. We oh, have to yeah, see the good turquoise. Blue water in Daytona. He's like, go for it. Water. Gulf water. Gulf water. Yeah. Say again. Yeah, the Gulf water is nice. Like, that's my favorite. Uh, me, I would. I, I sound so horrible. I'm, I'm an introvert, so for me, I want to be out in the sticks in the woods with like 
my nearest neighbor is like 10 miles away from me. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's that I mean that in and of itself that's our plan. <laughs> so but like cuz we want to be in the middle of like 20 acres and yeah. nobody around us and be a little bit nice. more self sufficient. But yeah, like go if, hunting. Yeah. If I had yeah. But if I had all the money in the world to go wherever I wanted, I'd have my own darn island. <laughs> I'd be in the middle <laughs> of it and like just Hey, we yeah. seen some for sale in Belize. Like entire island, wow! Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't wasn't crazy expensive either. It was very interesting. No, yeah, like, like how much? Like one million dollars for the entire island. Less than that. Yeah, there were some that were like, yeah, uh, like maybe two hundred and eighty something thousand or three hundred. Oh wow! Small like off for a whole island. island, but you had wow. no resources, so you had to bring all your resources in. Um, so I don't know how much that would cost. The yeah. million dollar uh, island that had resources on it. So uh, Belizean, like their whole system, like I like it. Yeah, I don't know if you've been to Belize, man, but it's definitely a place to go. We 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 actually got taken out into the ocean. Um, he can't swim. <laughs> between the reef and the <laughs> island. Right out there. Um, <laughs> it was funny though because you had the the, the captain of the boat. They would be also the fishermen. Yeah. So I'm looking around like where are the poles, like how they're gonna fish. You know, they were fresh catching things. With their the guy literally took his pole. his shirt off and dove in the water. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> Come back out with lobsters. <laughs> Coming out with lobsters in his hand. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh and and literally cooked it up. Conk, I caught a conk. That, yeah, cooked it up on Island, you know, and some foil and everything. Oh, yeah. He cut up a pineapple for us and Ooh, mixed it, it all with. Man, this was the best seafood I ever tasted. But you you operate on a different stuff about freshly caught for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. real freshly caught. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, somewhere like, like that. Aquaman. Oh yeah, real, sure. No, real life. No, it's awful woman and hydrophobic. Hydrophobic. Yeah, hydrophobic. He don't need to be in water. Period. He finally kind of halfway floated a head out, like it was like water and up to his neck. She exaggerates. No, I'm not. <laughs> Look, this man sunk at three and a half foot of water, and I had to pull him off of the bottom of the pool. I don't like, float. Save him at <laughs> three and a half foot of water. You're almost six foot tall. Stand the hell up. Like I stand over him, freaked out. I'm like, why is he not getting up? Oh gosh. Yeah, I had to pull him all the way up. When he came out, I was like, <gasps> I'm like, why did he not stand up? I don't know. I don't know. Like, She's crazy. Oh my god! Hey, I'm laughing with you, bro, because I'm not a good swimmer either. <laughs> my son yeah, is like I'm a sweet. fish, bro. Like oh, he be going oh, to the oh, deep oh, part of the water oh, too. Yeah, like no. I saw this meme and it had like uh, it was a beach, right? And so it was like a one, a two, a three, and like all the levels went like further and further out. And the meme was like, "Which one are you?" And my son was like a five, really, because he be so far out that like it be scary because like. I can't swim that well. So, bro, yeah. something happened. Like, it's crazy. It's like, yeah. I need floaties for the floaties. He knows. <laughs> Look, yeah, people who works. know us know the story about Mexico and the Mexican jungle and him jumping off into the <sighs> daggum 30 foot, 50 foot of water and taking me with him 
Lord, it was crazy because we went out to the the excursion and they tell us we're going to swim. And I'm like, we're not swimming because he can't swim. <laughs> and so I like going to take my seat at the top of the bleacher stairs because it's literally like a 30 foot dump off into a 50, probably 50 plus foot of water, you know, and it's green water and you can't even see <laughs> so what's under it. Like I turn around, he's taking his shirt off. I'm like, what are you doing? He says, I'm going to do it. I'm like, you're not. You can't swim. And he's like, they have life jackets. I said, babe, hey, we got you need four of those life jackets. That's for toddlers, man. Like, like, you only live once, babe. I was like, are we going to die today? Hey, I like I said earlier, you got to roll. It's time to roll. Oh, we did it. Sure enough, we did it. We jumped off, and then my top came off, and it was just a situation. Yeah, with my son, I be trying to balance, right? I be trying to balance between like letting him do his thing because he's a really good swimmer, like really good swimmer, and and not being how like my mom was when I was young because like when I used to go out there in the water, she couldn't swim like at all, so she'd be like, "Don't go out there, don't go out there. I can't drink all that water. Don't go out there." And that really that was like, prevented me from going out there and and doing more. So I be trying to balance, but at the same time, way out there, like, bro, can you just come in a little bit? Can you just come in a little closer? A little bit, bro. We'll go to the beach, and he just be in the water the entire time, pretty much. Oh like, yeah, nah. yeah. He 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 like Michael Phelps. Somebody, bro. <laughs> no, trust me, the beach don't need to see you. <laughs> Lord, scary, scary times. What other question you got for us? Yeah. All right. So, if you won ten million dollars tomorrow, uh, how would you use it? I want ten million dollars tomorrow. Bury it, my twenty acres. Of wood. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily be conservative with no, it. I would. Um, cannot take it with you. You know, right? I would start trying to help structure a probably a game plan for the for the children would mm -hmm. be number one, um, yeah. and do it in a way where they don't know, <laughs> like uh, some type of a uh, secret trust fund where. You know, something happens or they hit a certain age and they get that secret guy, give them an envelope. Um, because I do think, you know, <clears throat> they need to kind of find themselves um, yeah. and figure out life yeah. and understand that, you know, things in life don't come easy. And you got to work hard. I think that's the hardest thing to teach our children. Because you now. don't you want to give them everything. You want to give them have. everything that you didn't have, but also exactly. teach them work ethic, mm -hmm. you know, and. In the grind, and we got a, a, a it's not a joke, but we got a saying here you got to have that dog, you know, you yeah. got to have that dog in you. And, and we, we, it, it's very hard to teach that yeah. when they're not growing up in the same environment that you have, yeah, or the same, you know, situation that you have. So that's what I would do with it. I would probably structure out 90%, 95% of that towards somehow. Um, the family as a whole continuing on some type of legacy, you know, your yeah. children, the children's children, um, and try to create wealth um, with those riches. Um, and I try to, pretty much it. I would try to give back to those that have given so much to us. I have a few people like in my life that um, they're like irreplaceable types, you know, they're mm -hmm. with you for your whole life. And thank you, baby. That's not your way. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, he is irreplaceable. Look at this place. Oh my god! 
<laughs> but um, yeah, those irreplaceable people that have done so much without the intention of it being given back to them at any point, you know, they just give without regard to what's in it for them. Those are the people and it's like this many, <laughs> but those are the people that I would, I would make their lives easy. That's what's would, up. Yeah. That would be my That's only other thing. Nice. And I would take a vacation. Like a really nice vacation. <laughs> and what's one question y'all wish I would have asked y'all and how would y'all have answered it? Feel free to answer separately or together. <clears throat> um, One question. Uh, I guess off the top of my head, I guess, how do we feel about the industry now, reptile industry now as a whole, and our thoughts on the direction? He did ask that. Did? Yeah. Direction of the industry? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we talked about having 8 billion people. Uh, anyway, go ahead. No. <laughs> go ahead. Well, that's where I was going with it. I think we did kind of get a little sidetracked, but that's where I was going with it. Though. Oh, that's okay, right. so we did. I think... Um, yeah, I think we did get sidetracked. That's what it was. So uh, I think the industry um, is in, like, like everyone said, the adjustment phase, um, or what you would call a correction. Um, and I think just like any time before, it's going to snap back probably even stronger than before. Um, I think you can't, it's like trying to turn off the internet. You can't do it. Um, even more so like back in the day when we used to all be in school if you get in trouble or something you know your parents don't know until they get home from work there were no cell phones it was none of that stuff now you find out everything instantly yeah what's going on um, so some, some of this technology you can't take back is what i'm saying so therefore which is what i was talking about as far as vendors and attitudes and things of the sort you, they're gonna have to figure out a way to um, become better people in general, uh, let alone salesmen. But if they choose not to, they're just going to become obsolete and they're just not going to be able to sustain themselves. But I think the hobby as a whole, the industry as a whole is going to snap back even stronger. But it's going to create more avenues like morph market and online sales. And it's going to be more of a, unfortunately, I think it's going to be more of a hangout and a get to know people better at the shows. Um, mm -hmm. and it's going to continue that way as more of a go to shows, introduce children into the hobby, into the animals. And there's always going to be animals at shows. There's always going to be big purchases at shows from breeder to breeder. I think it's going to be, um, not necessarily people investing as customers in high dollar projects, if that makes sense. I think they're gonna have them so readily available. If you're looking for something specific, I go on Morph Market or whatever resource and find what I need just like that. Um, and at the shows, it's gonna be more people, breeders moving, like we said, more of a, their byproduct, stuff they were shooting for and right. didn't hit odds. And they have it, a platform there now to offer the youth uh, entry into the hobby. So it's, it's good all the way around the board. I think that's the direction. That's what's up. That's what's up. Anything to add on to that? No, I think I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited to be here. So <laughs> what is that? That I'm here for the food. <laughs> 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 
That's what's up. Yeah. Well, Will, oh, it's just oh, been great. Wait, wait. Go ahead. I think the one question he didn't ask is, can I see the ring? Oh, my gosh. Nobody wants to see the ring. Yeah. He asked me to marry him. him. So we're getting married in, um, in October. October oh, 1st. Nice. Congratulations. Congratulations. He makes it to October. Okay. <laughs> oh, whatever. But um, October 1st, and I think we've decided we're going to live stream it. <laughs> Oh, and that'll be oh, dope. That's it. Yeah. I'll yeah. be the one clearing clearing this throat when you ask. <clears throat> Does anybody have any objections? <laughs> like, fool, you're the one that started this. You're the one that made this happen. So <laughs> that's what's up. Congratulations on that. Uh oh, battery. Thank you. I appreciate it. Look, our battery just died on the actual camera. So can you, you can hear us still, right? Yeah, I can hear y'all, but y'all frozen. Yeah. Give us like two seconds and it okay. will be back. Oh, October first is somebody's wife's oh main squeeze reptile's wife's birthday. Yeah. Mine's the twenty first. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be an exciting time. What camera do y'all use? Um it's a Sony. What's the this what one the and that's the other thing. Uh this specific one is the Z V one. Yeah. Um, but we have a few different we have, cameras yeah, that we utilize. Come on, sure camera. That, uh, there we go. It's back. That was something um, I was I meant to ask you about too, because I heard you talking about it on um under a thousand podcasts uh, when y'all was on there with Gershon. And y'all yeah. was mentioning y'all got uh, a bunch of different because I think you mentioned that you were a Canon guy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I love Canon. Uh, we have the M6 uh, Canon and the T6i Canon. Yeah. Uh, love them. Um, DSL, DSLR cameras are the way to go, but mirrorless is the best thing for us at the moment. Um, but this camera we're shooting on now is really it's her camera because she needs things that's easy to use because with her ADHD, she just like pushing anything with a button. <laughs> Including me, she like pushing it. Um, so we just wanted to. I'm gonna something. have a bit of goatee left. <laughs> nice in uh, high quality where we could do video on the go. So we kind of it is true because I break things real easily. Too. And she thinks the fix, like when her phone isn't working, it's just banging on the counter. And I'm like, baby, if it was broken, it's broken out. Nope, it's broken every time. <laughs> Can't do that with camera. Yeah, <laughs> it worked with the remote though. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just shake it around a little bit. Yeah, so you see, working perfectly. Does it work? No. Oh, dang. <laughs> we appreciate it. has been a blast, man. I've been looking forward to this all week. It's been a blast, man. I, I knew I was going to be laughing the whole time. Yeah. Um, we had fun. Thank you. you. We appreciate it. I was looking forward to this one, too. And we definitely going to keep sh you know, sharing your content and showing support because you're going to hit that you know that threshold real soon absolutely i appreciate y'all appreciate y'all likewise likewise so Thank speaking you. of content tell everybody where they can find you on social media okay so we have uh flawless crested geckos on youtube we have flawless exotic creations on youtube instagram also, yep. facebook we have Patreon yep. for Flawless Crested Geckos. Don't have one for Exotic Creations as of yet. You can find us on Morph Market. And it's one profile on Morph Market. And um, TikTok. And TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. 
So reach out, <laughs> give us a follow. So yeah. we appreciate it. Oh, and don't forget, we have our website. So yep. flawless. Oh, and the website uh, too. Yeah. yeah, and it's flawlesscrestedgeckos.com. Yeah, and you're going to want to go there and sign up to the email. We don't send you a bunch of emails, but when we do send out discount codes, it goes to your email. You'll have it there. Yes. Nice, nice. That's what's up. I know I put um, several links in the description of this video, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at least two, three, maybe even four links. Everything that I found, I put in the description of the Appreciate video. Do y'all do y'all have a link tree? Actually, we, we do. Yeah, we, we do. do. We okay, so I might have put the link tree because okay. I, I make these videos like, I mean, I make like the whole setup like probably like a month in advance, and so okay. like sometimes I forget like what I did where, you know what I'm saying? But if I saw a link tree, I definitely put the link tree. So definitely the uh, links in the description of this video. Appreciate oh. everybody coming out in the chat. Really appreciate all the support. Make sure y'all supporting USR, USR Florida. Uh, we need memberships. We need donations. And we need more and more people to know about it. So tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Uh, again, thank y'all for coming out. Uh, be sure to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure to follow the guests everywhere that they are on social media. Definitely show that support. Appreciate everybody for coming out. Thank y'all for coming out. Peace. Thank you. Y'all have a good night.